We're going to talk to you this morning just for a few moments. No matter what your political persuasion is, no matter Democrat, Republican, no matter Independent, whatever it is, I want to go to what happened on May the 22nd when our president stood there in Washington and he made the church an essential part by his declaration. Now we know, we know the church is the essential part. We know that well before the president said that. But I'm so thankful to just live in a nation where that is accepted. To where that people can want at first recognize the importance of the church. And then they can honor the church and respect the church and allow the church to be considered like you would consider the staples on your table. We know that the church is essential. But he went a step further and said not only is the church, he said the gathering of the church is essential. And that's what I want to talk to you just a few moments on this morning. I want to talk to you about the essential of the gathering of the church. How important it is for us to be able to do what we're doing right here this morning. As we gather here, each one of us could still be at home. We could still be watching online. But we have sensed the calling of the Lord. In fact, that's the word for church. Ecclesia. It's the Greek word ecclesia. What it means is the gathering together. It means the called out ones that have gathered together. And I'll be honest with you, I, I can worship God at my house. I can worship God in my car. But I cannot worship God and part of the church when the church offers me the opportunity to gather together because that's what it means. And God, I just want to discuss with you just a very quick moment the supernatural things that are released in our midst as the church comes together. There are a lot of wonderful things that take place in the home as I love the Lord. That There's no substitute for my relationship with God at my home. It builds my relationship with the Lord. But there's also, it, it's, it's nothing that can be uh, substituted for what's happening here this morning as we're gathering together in worship of God. Because that's what we're called. We're called the church. We're called the gathered together ones. <laughs> And as we're the gathered together ones, then God has promised great power to be released. In fact, in Matthew chapter 4, it says, But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Aren't you thankful that your president or this government allowed those words to be voiced on the 22nd of May? For them, for them to realize and to know... That I can't live just for bread alone. There's something else that's essential in my life. There's something else that I must have. And what I must have, I must have a gathering with the church. I must be a part of the church and I must be willing to gather. In Matthew chapter 18 verse 20 it says this. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, Jesus says, I will be there in their midst. The first thing that happens to us supernaturally as the church is gathered, as the church is gathered together, that the gathering represents heaven's rule and its judgments. As we're gathered here this morning, that's what Jesus said. If you will gather together, somebody say gather together in your car. 
If you will gather together, Jesus said, I will show up. And then if you will believe, I will show out. <laughs> and I have an authority that I can release in your midst. In fact, that is the first reason that God gathers us together. Because it becomes heaven's authority. That's why there in that car this morning, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, you can trust God. Because there's an authority that's been given to the gathered together ones or the church that He said the gates of hell will not be able to overcome you. It's of vital importance as we gather this morning. So wherever you're facing the enemy's onslaughts, wherever the devil is attacking, whatever he's coming against in your family, in your life, on your job, you need to boldly to declare that God has given the church authority. And I'm a part of the church. And this morning as I gather together, I claim by faith that Satan is defeated off of that which he's tried to take from me. In the name of Jesus. So, in fact, the gathered church is the embassy. That's what we are here this morning. We're a nation and another nation. We're a people that's not of this world. But what happens when we gather together? We become the embassy of heaven. And if you know anything about political embassies, you know that the political embassies are not governed by the land that they're living in. But they're governed by the land that they represent. And I want you to know, as you're gathered here this morning, we're representing a heaven. And we're representing a blood of Jesus. And we're representing the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're representing the power of God's Word. And we're re- representing the authority that Christ is to- giving forth. So whatever the devil is trying to tell you, you need to tell him No. <laughs> That I'm a part of the church. The second thing the church is gathered for. They're gathered to establish a physical, visible outpost on this earth. This morning we are making a visible, visible expression that heaven is real. <laughs> We're making a physical expression, a visible physical expression, that the power of God is still on the throne. I tell you, as you're gathering this morning, these cars are passing by, cars are shopping. But I'm going to tell you what your car here is saying. Your car here is saying that Jesus is still on the throne. And your car is here saying, we are the gathered church. Amen. All right, the third reason that God allows us to gather or prompts our gathering. It testifies of the King. See, because we're not just gathering for any other purpose. We're gathering in the name of Jesus. We are here this morning to declare the greatness and the victory of Jesus at the cross. And we're testifying of the King. The great one, the greatest thing that the church does is when you stand and sing of the name of Jesus. Or where you sit there in your seat in the name of Jesus. Or where you're in that car in the name of Jesus. And you've gathered with all the rest of us that believe in that name. And through the power of that name, it exalts Him's kingship. The fourth thing it does. It identifies us. It identifies us as Christians, as citizens. I'm citizen of a new land. You know, a lot of people don't know who you are. And, and you really don't know where you're going. But I'll tell you, when we gather together, we're saying we are citizens of another world. 
Amen. And no matter what the devil has thrown at you, or no matter what he would try to throw at you, we've still got heaven awaiting for us for the glory of God. Can you say amen? Heaven is awaiting each and every one of us. Amen. All right, and the fifth thing is, is to form a people. That's what our together is to form of a people. Because I tell you, you and I are part of the church, but we're just part of the church. We're not the church. But when we come together, as we gather, we are the church. Everybody is not a hand, but what would a physical body be if the whole part was a hand? Or what would it be if the whole, if the whole, your whole physical body was an eye? We are not the church, but we are part of a supernatural God enthroned church that has the power of Christ dwelling in it. Amen. And we are being formed. Somebody say, I'm being formed. I may not be there yet, but we're being formed. And I want you to know, not only are you being formed personally, but we're being formed as a body together. Every church is to have a unique expression of God. And you become part of that. Whether you're the hand, the eye, the foot, whatever part you are, you are a part. And when you put us together, I might say together, when you put us together, then we make up a beautiful side of Jesus that nowhere else in the world can you find that expression. We are here to let the world know that there is a people that are supernaturally put together, joined together to be a loving arm of Jesus around their life and to help them for His glory. Amen. Now, it's just so important to realize as, as God is forming us, there, there's powerful things that, that God's ex- expecting too out of our life. I just want to cover one real quick. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, We must not quit meeting together. That's what that scripture says. It says, We must not quit meeting together as some are doing. You've got to keep church a priority in your life. I just want to counsel you a little bit. You've got to keep church as the priority in your life. There's something about the seven-day cycle that God brings into being. God brought the seven-day cycle in at creation. And He honored the seven-day cycle all through the Old Testament. And even in the New Testament, even though it changed from the Sabbath to the Lord's Day, it's the same seven-day cycle. There's something about the seven days of me giving God His day, me giving God what belongs to Him, that makes the rest of me work. And that has to do with time, that has to do with money, that has to do with everything that God has given to me, and that the Lord says, but this part is mine. So I would pray this morning that not a one of us would run rampant against the Lord and allow the Lord to take or, or, or we would not take away from God that which belongs to Him. Because if we will faithfully give to God what belongs to Him, God has a way of blessing all the rest that He's given to me. If I want to really mess up the cycle of God in my life, it's when I began to use what belongs to God as mine. When I began to take what is only God's, I begin to take that and I begin to use it as mine. It messes up the cycle of blessing that was brought about at creation in my life. 
So if I'm going to have fully God, fully flowing in my life, I'm going to have to uh, give God that which is Him. And that's what me gathering today is says. I appreciate this church. I tell you, this church has not missed a beat with finances. And I want you to tell you that your church is okay. But you gathering here, what you're saying is, I honor God. That's what you're saying. This is the Lord's day. I want you to say, this is the Lord's day. And I honor God. Well, let me cover the last little reason that we gather together. We gather together for the most important reason, and that is to worship God. We were made to be a worshiper of God. My life doesn't work if I don't end the cycle of time, if I don't take that day every week to worship God and to love God. Now, every day of the week, I love God, but especially on His day, we're doing it together. We're gathering together. We're the ecclesia. We're the church. And we're gathering together. Let me tell you what happens. As we worship God together, something comes down. And the Bible says it's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit begins to flood our lives. And the Holy Spirit offers us an opportunity to move into a supernatural level with God that I never thought possible. What happens when the Holy Spirit comes in response to a a worshiping church? The Holy Spirit comes. All of a sudden, I begin to see things I haven't seen before. I begin to feel things I've never felt before. I begin to know things I've never known before. I want to tell you, if you're a believer and you're still operating in the world of the natural... Come to a higher level. You know, I watch a lot of buzzards in the sky. The reason I do is because I'm looking to see if they're an eagle. But you don't have to watch a buzzard fly long until you recognize he's a buzzard. But see, an eagle has another way of flying. In fact, an eagle can fly out three or four times and move into a level of soaring with the height where the warm air currents gather underneath its wings. And he can literally fly hours without flapping one muscle in his wing. God's called us up. As we worship God, the Holy Spirit comes down. You know, this is a special day. How how do y'all like this blue shirt I have on? You like it? No, it's red. You know why? This is Pentecostal Sunday. This is a powerful holiday for the Jewish people. It's Pentecost. But not only is it powerful for the Jewish people. On the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, it said when when the day of Pentecost had fully come, the Holy Spirit came. And the Holy Spirit has offered us ever since a supernatural dimension. A supernatural way of living. A supernatural language with praying. A supernatural sensing. God has offered to us ability to fly with the eagles. 
I just want to close with this. I want you to think what's going hard in your life. I want you to think about it. Why am I handling things the hard way? Why am I handling things the way I am? Why am I allowing things to be so difficult to me? Why am I allowing myself to lay at night and worry? Why am I allowing this thing to consume my thoughts? And then I want you to think about Pentecost has come. That means God offers to me a higher level of living. And if I will allow the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will begin to fill my life. He first wants to fill my mouth. He wants to give me a supernatural prayer language that I've never, ever learned before. God wants to come inside me and for me to be wholly filled with His Spirit. So I just want you to, you know, it would be a wonderful thing right in the midst of this pandemic situation we're facing. It would be a wonderful thing for our lives to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It would be wonderful for you. You know, there this morning, you say, Jerry, I don't know how to be filled. (laughs) That's the wonderful thing about it. None of us do. We just all worship God. And as we worship God, the Holy Spirit comes down. And then I began to open up my heart and allow the Holy Spirit to fill areas that He's never filled before. Some of you really need to move into the supernatural prayer language of the Lord. You've been faithful in your prayer life But now God says, I want to carry you to a higher level. Some of you have been so faithful and walking in everything that you understand. But now God has brought you to a place where He wants to unfold for you a supernatural knowing, a supernatural talking, a supernatural living that only the Holy Spirit can bring into our life. You know, every good sport or every, every trip that is taken has mile markers and landmarks. And as you cross those landmarks, it's telling you that you're finally going to get to a better destination. Some of you got saved and it stopped there. You gave your heart to the Lord and, and then it all just kind of stopped. You didn't know the next steps to take it. And because of that, then, then it's kind of grown to a place to where it's no longer excited and it's no longer full of energy. But I'm here to tell you, the Holy Spirit has a full life of excitement. In fact, He is the excitement of God. The Holy Spirit... So, Lord, as we come to this closed moment, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would fill us full. Lord, we desire to move into the realm of the supernatural. Lord, we desire to move into the, a, a higher elevated place than we've ever been before. 
So, Lord, all we know to do is worship you. And as we worship you, Jesus, as they did on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says they were all gathered together in one place. And, Lord, you came. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come, Lord. Lord, fill our temples, Lord. Lord, fill us full. Lord, make us a church that is wholly filled with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.